Welcome to What's the Story, Pekin, a podcast where we share stories about what's happening in Pekin as told by their authors. These are the people who are at the center of many local events. They are in the know and here to share their story, their role in it, and the possibilities of things to come. I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and welcome to today's show. Well, today I have a special program because I have two guests. And I want to talk a little bit about Pekin service clubs. Now, in deference to clubs like Lions, JCs, and Ambucks, there are two old historic clubs that both date back to 1920 that have had an historic rivalry. It's a friendly rivalry, but it is uh, the Pekin Kiwanis Club and Pekin Rotary Club. And I have as my guest the president-elect, I think about to take office in a couple of months, uh, Sheila Cousins-Martin. And the current uh, Rotary president just inaugurated on July 1st of Greg Cassidy. So to both of you, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great. Well, and the reason I thought of having this, this program is I know both clubs have done a lot for the community. And what's kind of interesting is when I've been at an event, and I'm speaking for Rotary, but I'm sure it's the same thing with Kiwanis, is the people are there perhaps as a beneficiary uh, from some kind of program or gift or donation that we're making and I'm always assuming well they know this is what Rotary this is what Kiwanis does but more than once I've had somebody ask me what is Pekin Rotary and I'm sure they'll ask what is Pekin Kiwanis and those of us involved and like both of you passionately involved uh, it's probably catches you by surprise because you would think we've been around so long people know what we do so I thought since this is what's the story Pekin be let's talk about the story of what Pekin Kiwanis and Pekin Rotary is and in the interest of disclosure as a 43-year Rotarian um, and therefore courtesy would dictate that Sheila I'm gonna have Pekin Kiwanis share first with us what your service club is absolutely thank you um, so Pekin Kiwanis as you said has been around since 1920 and has probably looked many different ways throughout the years. But I think the thing that's consistent is the motto of the club, which is serving the children of the world. And so Kiwanis really is a service organization that's dedicated to helping young people. And that's anything under that umbrella is the business of Kiwanis. And so here in Pekin, what that looks like is we have um, weekly meetings, Tuesday of every week at the Miller Center. Uh, before Rotary, by the way, we're earlier in the week. Yes, uh, I wanted to point that out. And um, but we have have three lunch meetings a week, the first three uh, weeks, first three weeks of the month. Then we also have a combination of dinner socials, coffee events, different things to allow different people to come. Um, we have a lot of fun, but we also raise money and try to do service projects to help students or young people, even before they're students. We do have a couple affiliate clubs. We have a junior high club called Builders Club that has some students, gets them involved in service. And then we also have a high school club called Key Club, mm -hmm. which is the offshoot of Kiwanis. And there, right now, we have a healthy Key Club, over 50 members involved that um, are involved in many service activities in Kiwanis and just in the Pekin community. Great, well, we'll get into that in a second. Greg, a little bit about Pekin Rotary. Well, uh, much like Kiwanis, Pekin Rotary is a, a service club. Been around again since 1920, uh, a little bit before Kiwanis. Uh, if I remember correctly, we uh, 
signed your petition to allow you guys to become a service club in Beacon. So that is correct. Uh, our motto is service above self. So uh, again, serving the community, uh, all age groups, uh, don't focus specifically on one area. It's the community and the world as a whole. Uh, we meet weekly on Wednesdays uh, for lunch, also at the Miller Center. Uh, we partner with both the Miller Center and with TCRC, which is another local nonprofit, uh, to provide the food and everything for uh, all of our members. Good fun, good fellowship, and a lot of fundraising and projects throughout uh, our community that we call you know home. So speaking of those projects, uh, and maybe to elaborate a little bit, um, Sheila, if you can share uh, with listeners some of those things that you do, both as Kiwanis as well as Key Club and, and any other groups you work with. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm sure there have been many things over the years that I can't speak to, but in recent years, uh, we do offer grants to individuals or organizations that have project ideas to help young people. We give $500 grant, up to $500, in previous years we've done one per year we have healthy enough balances now that we're offering two this year Mm, Um, so we also do what's called a bike rodeo every Mm -hmm. year if students need their bikes tuned up or they need tires aired up we do that we have a safety course we partner with the area police and fire and we make sure all students have bike helmets and understand bike safety but also give them those items for free if they need them great sherry simonis really organizes that and does a great job and we held that at the boys and girls club this year it's a huge success we also have a bug breakfast that we host at various elementary schools called bringing up grades is where you get bug Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, they don't actually eat that they eat a nice (laughs) breakfast and um, get things from us just to encourage their success past couple years we've done operation prom and students in the area at the high school who cannot afford to attend prom for whatever reason uh, we help out and make sure that they can go this year we had 12 students attend prom who otherwise would not have without Kiwanis's help and we partner with the high school for that and then we also offer scholarships to key club members Um, it's a competitive scholarship usually for the leadership in key club and speaking of key club i don't have enough time that would be a whole other show uh, but i will say with that many members they've done everything janira devaya is the is the sponsor for that this year's presidents are zoe vo and lily carnes and they do everything from helping out the midwest food bank they help us with our fundraising events and service events such as the bike rodeo middle of the summer we had a lot of kids still show up mm-hmm. um, they help out the ywca with tutoring and other events the list goes on and on great well i know you are the occupationally the um, assistant superintendent that's of correct Pekin high school I, i'll just remind you that uh, the superintendent of Pekin high school is a past immediate past president of, of Pekin rotary but i i, I say that tongue-in-cheek knowing that um you know all that you're doing for for students especially in this more challenging environment it's great to have two people who have leadership roles in service clubs that also as a vocation work in that so i, I appreciate all that you do and i know greg echoes uh, our admiration for all that that um you know danielle did this this past year and i know it'll probably be a challenge uh, in running meetings etc because uh, Danielle pretty much was there all the time and I know you know as soon as and I uh, she'll hate hearing this 
uh, as soon as her tenure was done, I think she wasn't there for a couple of weeks. So, but I, to her credit, I mean, she was always there, always there early, uh, always active, and the first to show up for any of the other events that we had, and did it with enthusiasm and energy. And I know you'll be the same. With and I know Kawhi's. she's passionate about Rotary. Yeah. She and I have a lot of exchanges in the office. Good. Um, Good. Usually collaborative. Yeah. yeah. There, you uh, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Well, I know you guys make a great team. No, we, we do. And, and it's nice to see just so many positives come out of both clubs, of sure. course, in terms of getting a, an insider's view sure. of all the good that is done in Pekin and all the great people great. that are in Pekin yeah. to help out. Yep, here, here. Great. Some of the things that Pekin Rotary is doing to benefit the community. Sure. Well, uh, Pekin Mobile Diner is one of our oldest projects that uh, Rotary takes charge of and oversees uh, so hundreds of meals every week served uh, to shut-ins and individuals who don't have that access to uh, to a warm a hot good hot meal uh, we do currently supporting five college students through annual scholarships competitive scholarships uh, for Pekin students we volunteer every Saturday every third Saturday of the month overseeing the Community Outreach Center, which is a new center in downtown Pekin, helping individuals who are homeless uh, get hot meals, hot showers, and help link up with uh, vocational opportunities. Um, we help provide uh, children's counseling services, help fund uh, children's counseling services. We do an eighth grade recognition night uh, for outstanding students uh, before they enter into the high school atmosphere and we do uh, books for incoming third graders uh, to help encourage reading uh, getting their getting their families involved uh, getting a jump start on that educational piece great now i know that uh, you also you know, occupationally work with and uh, what's, what's your title at tcrc uh, i'm the chief operating officer right. so i oversee all of our programs and great. services right well, the, and, and the irony there is that we both, and, and Sheila was mentioning our, our meal schedule, it, uh, we, we meet at the Miller Center, and TCRC prepares the meals for both organizations. And the, uh, I guess, gratifying thing about that is it not only benefits, of course, the Miller Center, but also the students that uh, are there learning those culinary skills that are associated in uh, working with TCRC. Yeah, we, we utilize our uh, commercial kitchen to get job skills for individuals with disabilities to allow them to spring out into the community, uh, lead to gainful, independent employment uh, when, when possible and appropriate, and up until that point, earn a paycheck while they're working with great. us. Yeah, it's, great. it's a great story, and it's great that both organizations uh, can support such a, such a worthy cause. Um, in, in terms of overall operationally, um, I know both of you, both organizations belong and are part of an international that, that really led to the genesis of both, both service clubs. Uh, so Sheila, can you talk a little bit about, because uh, I've, I've always wondered, uh, I've known Kiwanis and recognized their symbol, I could, I could see it in my sleep, but what does that stand for? And, and a little bit about the international organization. The word Kiwanis, that's a great question. That's a research question I should assign someone because I don't know. Oh, yeah. But I do I know it is, a, it is an international club that when we say serving the children of the world, I know the international club is truly around the world mm -hmm. and in every corner of the, of the globe. And internationally, 
I know you can go to their website and see that Kiwanis International does things like providing basic needs to various, whether it be third world countries or places experiencing short-term disaster relief needs, mm-hmm. um, whether that's education, um, food, clothing, those types of things, humanitarian aid, uh, and again, anything to help children further themselves in the world mm-hmm. and have the, have the rock to be able to do that. I know one thing we do is we give to Kiwanis International from, I'm assuming Rotary does this um, in terms of if we share good news every week, mm-hmm. you sure. put some money into a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you raise quite as much as we do, but but um, the money in the buckets goes to... It depends if Gary is matching. <laughs> I've, <laughs> matching had, I've had those days, yeah. But, uh, but in all seriousness, we, we recently have taken that money and given it to the international the neuroscience research that's funded by Kiwanis International towards mm-hmm. childhood neurological disorders and diseases. So. Yeah, the one thing I found out with good news is is every week, Gray can testify to this, there'll be one or two, sometimes four or five, and then uh, for fun, to raise some more funds every once in a while, if you catch me in the right mood, I'll say, well, hey, I'll, I'll match. And all of a sudden, everybody seems to have good news. <laughs> And the problem is, it's not unusual to see, instead of pulling out a buck or two, pull out a 20 or bring a 50. And it can kind of get kind of painful to watch. Yeah, I but bet it does. But in the long run, it's really, really a good thing. How is there a date that um, uh, Kiwanis uh, International traces its roots back to? Do you know? That's a great that question. Goes? I do okay. not know how far back that goes. I know Rotary goes to 1905. And I would think Kiwanis is probably pretty close to that. So yeah, probably right be in a that. Trivia question for it will for, be for the next to look time. up. Yes. Yeah, there you I think there it's 06. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was going to say yeah. 04, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, or 05. <laughs> Rotary started in February of 05, so we'll say March of 05 or yeah. January. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Greg, a little bit about Rotary International. Yeah, Rotary International uh, definitely also involved worldwide. The biggest project that they're known for is the N Polio Now. Uh, working on uh, getting vaccinations around the world uh, to try and wipe out that disease. Uh, Have come incredibly close uh, with just at one point down to just two countries where there were still uh, Mm -hmm. marked polio cases. It's creeping back into the headlines again. So, you know, the work is not done. So they'll continue that. We also are involved in a lot of different uh, farm projects and water projects. Uh, One that we're giving to locally is... Uh, to buy farm equipment for uh, African farmers to try and move past uh, just being able to survive on the farm to being able to produce extra to earn money to be able to grow and make a living out of out of farming. Great, great. I know both organizations uh, are known for having a diversity of, of occupations, or as Rotary calls it, vocations. Um, can you both speak to that, you know, a little bit, Sheila? Some of the, the the different, you know, the backgrounds and the careers and professions uh, that come to your yeah. club. Thinking about our current membership, we have everything from dentists to doctors, lawyers. Um, let's see, present and former peak and chamber um, heads of the peak and chamber. Um, gosh, our educators. We have people in local area businesses, um, whether Pekin Insurance, um, other insurance offices that we have. 
I mean, I, it's hard to encapsulate all of the professions, but that is one of the exciting things about our our weekly meetings and our evening get-togethers and everything about sure. being in the club is just there's just such a wide variety of people with areas of expertise and interests and all being focused on the same goal and right. all there to have a good time as well as serve serve the community and serve kids. So, well, that really echoes Rotary. It's the same same type of thing. Um, dentists, lawyers, uh, just a wide variety of, of uh, those with sales backgrounds, etc. And there's a growing handful of us who are who are retired, but still Rotary is so near and dear to our heart. Or giving back to the community is just a part of defines uh, who we are. Uh, and with those diversity of, of occupations, sometimes some of them call on us to, to be available at a moment's notice. Uh, Greg had to step out to <laughs> deal with a, a call. And so that gives you an idea of how busy some of the people that are members of both clubs are, but they're still even as busy as they are professional. Professionally are, are ones that, uh, you know, still spend time and give time to uh, to the community. Anything else we were talking about vacation, Greg, that you could add to? We just have a wide variety of, of people that are in the club. That yeah, I, I and I apologize for having to step out and I miss it, but yeah, every occupation you can think of uh, and some who have the joyous occupation uh, like yourself, Gary, of being retired and being mm -hmm. able to look back on a career. Uh, so um, from people just getting into their chosen field to people who have have done their job admirably for 40 years and are stepping away. So, uh, yeah. Great. I, I know that um, recruitment has become a challenge for service clubs worldwide. It's more of a demographic phenomenon. Um, anything that Kiwanis is doing to try to attract those, I, the discovery is there's a, a, a new generation of, of folks that are just so busy. Uh, not only with their careers, but with family as well. And and so they're looking at something that is worthy of the limited time that they have. And I think that's the challenge in, in recruiting, where it used to just be, you know, my day, 40-some years ago, it was, well, join a service club. You get to meet people. It, it's it's a great opportunity to, to interact with folks, to network and develop friendships. But And they do good things for the community, but that doesn't seem to quite be enough for someone to make the sacrifice of giving of their time to that. Are you running into things like that, Sheila, or some of the things that you might be doing? Yeah, for sure it's a challenge for any mm -hmm. service organization, like you say. I think we've had a, the most success, probably just like Rotary, it's one conversation at a time. Sure. And so we do have um, our district identify certain goals for clubs and how to be what we call a distinguished member. Mm -hmm. And to be a distinguished member, you get two new um, members a year mm -hmm. that you've brought into the club and that seems to motivate people sure. but it's still difficult <laughs> it's sure. such a oh, hard yeah. hard thing to find and we do find a lot of people are are interested but then when it comes to being able to follow through and actually have the time to devote mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't happen right. um, so I will say we've we've tried to be more present on social media and I think that's something Bill and the other leadership of late has been great at doing. You see a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. We tried our fundraising events to always have uh, membership forms available. So if someone, uh, you know, asks something, right then we can try and try and get them in. But it's a lot of follow up with people, a lot of just communication, and people reaching out to people they know or people who are new to Pekin 
and sure. trying to get them involved. I, I don't have the secret. If you do, no, uh, no. feel free to share. But yeah. uh, just trying to share in the excitement that is our club. And sure. and we've we've had a you know I should have counted how many new members we've had over the past year, but we've had a number. Good. Um, so hopefully there's good. an upswing. Yeah. Hopefully people are excited after COVID to get back out and get part mm-hmm. of things. Sure. Great. So. Greg, things happen in Rotary for new membership. Yeah, I think it. The, the challenge is certainly there. Everybody's time is valuable, and so we're all competing uh, to grab those hours. So really a lot of what we're trying to do is show that your time spent in fellowship is going to produce good service uh, and that we want to focus on we are a service club first and that fellowship is just a means to that end uh, because a lot of the a lot of the younger folk want to volunteer to do something but maybe coming to a meeting as we've we've discussed in some of our uh, leadership meetings coming to a meeting every week isn't a part of their plan but what can I do how can I reach out and help and so trying to be creative with how we're going to do blended memberships or find volunteers that maybe aren't members but are going to come and be a part of the volunteer work and the service and maybe that leads to a friendship which then leads to maybe a, a membership down the road sure i know we've talked about a rotary and i'm sure kiwanis does the same thing of reaching out to prospective members uh and asking those people what's what's important to you what are some things you'd like to see done for the community that both clubs may not be doing well you know you alone may see it as something you cannot tackle but if you joined a group and and developed some relationships perhaps the clubs would adopt that and embrace it and move forward with it and it doesn't take in today's world you know 30 40 50 club members you can start with a few and then see if it takes root and maybe becomes a major club project i know over the years both clubs have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for the benefit of the community as well as a global outreach Uh, and i know uh, when this airs, we'll have just completed the Marigold Festival, and I know both clubs are active, and it's one of your primary fundraisers. Uh, so, Sheila, uh, could you talk a little bit about what uh, Kiwanis does to raise funds? And I'll ask Greg the same question. Yeah, a variety of things. One is, as you mentioned, we sell our kettle corn, our famous kettle corn, at mm-hmm. Marigold. No shame, Rotary members on air and in the room. Yeah, yeah. If you need if you need to be in disguise to come over to get some, yeah. it's fine. No, I probably um, show up for that. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but the kettle corn, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's a good seller, and we make a lot of money with that. Not just at Marigold, but we've started to go to various events. Um, whether the the um, oh the street, what what I forget what those are called here in mm-hmm. Pekin. This no, they're not street dances here, but the, oh, yeah, some of the downtown, downtown events, events that right, we've had. Shows, we just had a group go to Green Valley for their sesquicentennial. Mm, they asked if mm-hmm. if we could Last come. Yeah. There was a soccer tournament, so we mm-hmm. get that kettle corn around. This year we're going to have Key Clubbers help, and we are going to be at Spook Hollow all okay. weekends. Good. So we figure that should be not a good fundraiser and good publicity for us also. Uh, another huge fundraiser for us is the Stand Up for Kiwanis event that we have every spring. I believe it's Bailey Gambetti's brainchild some years mm-hmm. ago, but we have professional and amateur comedians who compete. The professionals don't. They come to help balance out, I think, but, but our amateurs are pretty good every year. I don't know if you've sure. ever been, but uh, this past year we were able to have it in March. We couldn't have it for a couple of years, and we had a great turnout, great time, and that raises a lot of money for us. Uh, we also do things... Um, we sell cheese 
it's a Kiwanis cheese sales mm-hmm. between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but also has sausage and jellies and, sure. and things it's like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty popular. We get a lot of money from that. Um, we also around Easter sell holiday hams, um, and then we also um, Kroger cards. Uh, that could be something mm-hmm. I think any club could use sure. when you go if you go to Kroger, you mm-hmm. can get some proceeds from that. So those are those are the biggest things that we have. Sure, Greg. Uh, well, our primary one is coming up here in two weeks. It is at the Marigold Festival. It's the Rotary Grill. So selling pork chops and uh, ribeye sandwiches. Uh, try and get through several hundred of those. And that's our primary uh, financial driver for the scholarships and the things we do. We also do 50-50 uh, drawings. We do good news uh, collections. We'll do special collections if there's a project that comes up. So there are lots of different ways that uh, we'll try and pull those in around Christmas time. The club will uh, sponsor a family or two in order to, and just raise money that way through the meetings in order to uh, provide a positive Christmas for for a family around Pekin. But the Rotary Grill is our driving force. Great, great. Well, I know, and, and speaking on behalf of, or I guess to the benefit of Pekin Lions Club and the Marigold Festival, uh, they have their donuts they sell there, and they are always packed and like Rotary, like Kiwanis that weekend, everybody works awfully hard. But it, the, the outcome is great. And, um, you know, the, the Marigold Festival in its inception really wasn't designed to benefit non-for-profits. And just, that just evolved. I mentioned Rotary being the first, took the risk with that. And, and, and we're glad to share the fact that, hey, be there, provide something that people will um, you know, patronize and your club will benefit and the community will benefit in the long run. It's a great working relationship. So, um, well, we'll look forward to seeing you there. I will be over there to probably get kettle corn. I can pretty much guarantee you that. And there'll be a lot of Rotarians that will be there as well. And we would hope that, and I have seen, Kiwanis friends in, in the line at Rotary Grill, Wouldn't so it's really it. great. You have the best lemonade shakeups too. I will oh yeah, say. we that that is a it's a whole engineering feat in and of itself. But it's it's great how we uh, how we do that. The lemon squeeze. And speaking of uh, the high school's participation in both clubs, it's it's the um, culinary arts folks that I think a few days before the event they get cases of lemons and they do the squeezing of that, and then we've got a a huge six seven foot tall special mixing device so we can you know meet demand where it used to be all done by hand and in today's world in today's popularity the festival you just can't so well i want to thank both of you for being here thank you and your clubs for all you do for the benefit of the community the purpose of this podcast was to educate the community a little more of uh, what a peak in kiwanis and what a peak in rotary is and uh Hopefully at some point in time, if they ever run into a Rotarian or Kiwanian, thank them for what they do. And even though they don't expect it, I know they give gladly of their time and, and their talent, but a little appreciation I know would be appreciated. So again, thank you for attending. I want to uh, thank uh, Mike Eaton, our uh, extraordinary sound engineer that has set us up here at the Pekin Library, who I also want to thank for providing this passport room that we've always held these podcasts in. I want to uh, thank those who have listened, and we always welcome your comments at uh, peakinpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you for listening. Thanks for having us, Gary. Thank, thank you. you so much. Sure.